in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have a team for you. I have the beautiful Jill and Mary from Girls Mentorship, the business that they created to empower our girls going through their teen years to navigate the fun of that transition. And they're here today to share their story. I recently heard them speaking at a networking event that we attend to, and they're, they're talk was so powerful, all the lessons that they have learned, how they got to where they are. So thank you so much for being here, Angela and Mary. Oh, we're so excited. Thank you for having us. And the place where I would like to start, it's almost like at the end, and then we can work it backwards. Okay. What is it that made you want to work with girls in their teen years to empower them? (laughs) Um, We always joke that we've been preparing for this business Um, at the, I mean, I'm 36, Mary's 34. And we, we started this business when basically we were born. (laughs) We (laughs) knew that, um, growing up being a girl was challenging. And not only as a tween and a teen, as you grow into your twenties, your thirties, you're constantly navigating life. So we set out to be the mentors and leaders for girls, um, that we once were and that we that we needed as well. So um, this business was born in 2020 um, out of the sheer need of supporting girls during a really difficult time, which was the pandemic. And during a really impressionable time, which is obviously from the ages of birth till 18, and some would argue into their 20s as well, um, we're, we're sponges. We believe what people tell us. We do what people tell us. We go where people tell us to go. And um, we learn throughout that process. So if you're not surrounded by mentors who can help guide you and teach you the throes of life in that time, you wind up going down a lot of wrong paths. And when I say you, I mean me, I went down (laughs) a lot of bad paths (laughs) and me too. Which brings us back to, this is why you do it, right? Because you made choices in life that were like, "Mm, I wish I had had some guidance. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And not to say that we didn't have that type of guidance. We, we certainly did our parents, our coaches, um, different, um, adults in our lives. But I think what we now, the, the perspective that we have is being able to look at girls, um, and, and, like help them work through their emotions and feelings differently than how we were once taught. So for us, if we were maybe feeling a little emotional, we were told that we were too dramatic and we needed to suppress those feelings. So as opposed to shutting those feelings down for girls, we give them coping skills and tools and strategies and a vocabulary to help them process what they're feeling to move through it faster versus lifting it up under the rug 
and pushing it all to the side. And that's not a knock on the way we were raised or the adults that we had in our life. They knew what they knew. And we're in a day and age where information is at our fingertips. So we understand that processing emotions needs to happen in order for us to be our happiest, healthiest self. We understand that talking through things needs to happen in order for us to be our most productive member of society. Our parents learned from their parents that sweeping things under the rug and not talking about emotions was the way to handle things. So naturally that's the way they taught us to grow up and we now know better. So now that we know better, we want the next generation to be able to do better. And that's essentially a big why, um, as to why we do this business. There is also the guidance and support and nurturance that the parents can provide, but I also believe that it's such a huge role to be filled by a mentor in those early years, the things that they can't really come to me and discuss with me or their dad, maybe I am the cause of their suffering and they need to talk to someone else. And, you know, right now we, we only have psychologists, the counselor that can help them. But I love that what you guys have created is almost like a model of, no, this is how we empower you through those situations. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. Here is how we work together. And you recently hosted this summer, you hosted um, camps for girls who were in those years navigating those transitions. And I needed to talk to you because I have a 10 and a 14 year old and <laughs> I just finished watching Euphoria. Have you guys okay. watched that one? Yes. Not, you, not the new season, but the, the season before. It's enough to paint the picture. Yes, that absolutely. Really terrified me. And you guys, work with hundreds of girls. Is that what they're facing these days? Is this something that we, we are going to have to cope with or not? Or that's just like super extreme? I mean, of course, media and television has a tendency to embellish, but generally speaking, yes. Were they things that we had to deal with? Yes. So as much as things change, they do stay the same. That is something we've said time and time and time again. But the major difference is this little thing right here, which I know the audience can't see me, but I'm holding up my cell phone. Okay. Our cell phones allow us to invite 4 million of our closest friends into our living room. So we get to see things. We get to hear things. We get to experience things that we may never um, have gotten the chance to experience before. And that's when, you know, doubt creeps in, comparisitis creeps in, not enoughness creeps in. Do I have to do what that girl is doing in order to be popular creeps in? Mm -hmm. I see all of these other boys, girls, whatever, dressing this way, does that mean I have to do that in order to be liked? So yes, there are extremes that kids will go to because they're self-seeking. Mm -hmm. Parents can see it as selfish, um, but realistically in this very impressionable age, they're exploring who they are. They're forming their identity and they are willing to do whatever it takes to find out who they are and what that is to them. Mm, especially in a way that will make them fit in a society that they're sort of leaving the kid space, entering their adult years, but there is that in between. So yeah. how can we support them as parents and make sure that, yes, they're going through this transition. They are dealing with weaponry like the iPhone that we didn't have to deal with. So how do we support them best besides 
finding you ladies and your <laughs> well us of course yeah honestly well, i was also going to add to that that conversation that you and mary were just having around media being um being a, a pacifier or a, a babysitter to our children our kids are going to watch certain things especially now that I mean, video content is through the roof with YouTube and TikTok and Snapchat. Um, that's how a lot of our kids are learning. And to answer your question, to help them navigate what is real from what's not real, you need to invest in your kids' mental health. You have to. We live in a society now where we are full of distractions. We live in the age of distractions. And in order for your child to not get caught in the rat race of everything Mary just listed, not enoughness, comparisonitis, imposter syndrome, they need to have their own set of tools in their toolbox to pull from when they are being faced with challenges, when they are going through something that's discomfortable. Um, and, and that's what my, I, I really want your listeners to hear us loud and clear that parents invest in um, tutors if their kiddo is struggling at school, or they invest in awesome coaches to help take their game to the next level. They also need to invest now more than ever in, in, in coaches or mentors to help them navigate life because not only is life getting bigger and bigger and bigger, so are the pressures that come with it. And the speed uh, which things are and changing. the speed. Oh, absolutely. Hyper speed. Hyper We're speed. learning more in a nanosecond in this day and age than somebody from 1940 learned in their entire lifetime. So kids are learning. Argue their thirties. I'm sorry, guys, you kind of uh, left off for a second there. But, but I, can you hear me? Yeah, yep, we're good. Perfect, perfect. Yes, the, the speed of change that our kids have to adapt to as they're going through their own changes and as the world two years ago shut down and turned into a whole new game, which is again why you decided, okay, this is the right time for us to step in. Right. One question that I have for you, I work with people who are going through divorce and one of their biggest concerns is always, I don't want to do this to the children. This will be too traumatic from the children. I have an answer for them, but I would love to hear again from my experts what the truth, like, do you see a huge difference? Do you see how it affects their behaviors? Do you see all divorces or there's a peculiar type? What have you guys experienced? Oh, man, what haven't we experienced, <laughs> I think, is a better question. Um, and this question hits home for both of us. My parents got a divorce when I was nine and Jill's parents got a divorce when she was 18. So two very different times for parents to get a divorce. You would think the 18-year-old might have more coping skills, whereas the nine-year-old might not understand it. But had my parents stayed together, which they did for nine years for the kids, quote unquote, mm -hmm. It was just as toxic as their divorce was staying together for the kids is such a, excuse my French bullshit reason to stay together because 
Kids are more intuitive than we give them credit for. They hear the quips. They see the body language. They understand what's not being said and what's being swept under the rug. And it is impacting and affecting them more than you getting a divorce and going through the rocky chapter that is divorce. Um, Now, after divorce is just as important because what we tend to see is that toxicity stays around. So there's I said the word quip earlier. There's quips all the time. Well, your mom did this, so I'm going to do that. Well, your mom won't let me do this, so I'm going to. It's just the digs. It's the constant digs of not actually working together for the benefit of the child. And that should be the foundation of a divorce. You two go your separate ways. That is fine. We're so proud that you made the decision to separate because you realized you weren't good together. However, the journey doesn't stop there, especially if you have kids. You have to put your egos aside and know that even if there's vitriol and hatred there, that you need to show up for your children in a way that paints the picture of resolution, conflict resolution, and it doesn't even have to be love, but it can be um, dealing with in those moments where your children know that just because there is um, friction in a relationship that they don't have to act that friction out and throw mud and muck at somebody that they don't like, that those relationships can be handled in an adult manner um, because of the examples that you set. Mm-hmm. We see, I would say a lot of the girls that we work with one-on-one come from divorced families. And, um, most often than not, the moms are the ones who seek our services because they're having difficulties with dad or at dad's house. Um, and, and that for a mom, while she's also trying to process and heal her own traumas without bringing daughter through the mud and the muck, um, that, I mean, that's where like they lean into us around saying, I need to, I need to deal with what I'm going through. And I also need my daughter to learn how to vocalize what she's going through, because I know it's a lot, or maybe the, the dynamic at home is really sticky. So, um, it's really interesting how a lot of the people that we do work with or the families that we work with are divorced families. And the more that we start to uncover um, what's going on or how things are, it really is led and stemmed from mom and dad. It is their own, it's their own ish that is causing a ton of problems. So um, I think the most empowering thing that we do for the for the child is, or the daughter is let, letting her know that she, she has choice in her thoughts, in her feelings, in her words, in her actions, and maybe whatever dad said about mom hurt you. And that is unfortunate, but you also have the power to, to speak up and say what you need. Um, and vice versa, like being able to then go into mom's house and have it be a totally different environment or whatever that is, but it's helping her be able to navigate, um, how she's feeling so that the cycle hopefully stops with her and that she's not seeking out any, 
validation yes. from external sources in the future, quote unquote, daddy issues. And I know it, it sounds like we just went on a rant about dads, but moms <laughs> are equally as guilty that is very true. in terms of the hate and vitriol that sometimes yeah. comes out towards dad. So I think a nice way to wrap this, um, whole Ted talk up is we really get to see where people lack their own personal growth and development when it comes to conflict in their own personal lives. These people could be doctors, lawyers, professionals in, in their professional life. But when it comes to their home life, they have no idea how to practice or put these these tools to practice in order to make sure that it's an easy handoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dr. Shefali Sabari in her book, The Awakened Family, she talks about that, about we, we bring the children to the expert going like fix them. They're, they don't, they're not obedient. They are being very resistant to my advice, blah, 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 blah. And then she always goes, we need to work on your inner work first. What are you passing on to them? Which again, as a mom, it feels like, oh my gosh, I just added some shit on my to-do list of emotional mm -hmm. inner healing. But that's what we sign up for. So yes, right. even if, and, and I love what you said about, well, some of them come and say, please help me, help me out while I'm trying to heal myself. I think that again, yeah. what you provide is so needed in that sense of, it takes, it takes a village to raise a child. We just destroy the village and now we've left the parents with all the work of raising right. them. Right, right. Yeah, we always say that your role as a parent is, is exactly that. You cannot be everything to your child, but oftentimes we take that on because A, we don't want to invest um, to get outside help um, because we feel like we can do it ourselves and that's far from the truth. Um, or you don't want to look a certain way or there's, there's so many things kind of tied to it. So, um, we always just say, parents, please just be mom. Please just be dad. You don't need to be coach. You don't need to be therapist. You don't need to be whatever else that you're trying to be for your child and release that expectation of yourself and, and bring in the experts because it's not, you're not going to need somebody for 18 years. You know, it's just, it, there's seasons, there's seasons of children's lives that you're like, you know, as the parent, you're that, that mama intuition is, is so incredibly powerful. And that's when you need to lean into it. Um, and then there's going to be seasons where you're like, oh, okay, we're okay. We're okay. We got this. We got this, just the two of us or the four of us or whatever that looks like. Absolutely. Oh, I love what you guys are doing. And um, before we go, I want to ask you a couple more questions because I know that you guys are working on many different things. You're bringing your business to the next level. So I would love to ask you, what is it that you guys see yourselves and girls mentorship going to their next chapter? What's in the next chapter? Gosh, and that's such a big question. Um, we've spent the last two years really... I mean, I can't say the analogy without thinking of food and throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall. Like what works, what doesn't, how do we make the most out of our impact that we possibly can? And, um, I think the next big chapter for us is taking more of a worldly approach. We've done a really great job um, formulating opportunities for girls to come and learn from us in person, but we realize that 
we're making such a small difference here at home where we want to make such a big difference across the globe. So opening up um, programs and opportunities for girls, regardless of where they live, to get access to these teachings, these programs, this information, so they feel like they're being held, like they have a space to come to as well, to, to offload, to get better, to get more confident, to learn more about themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to start beta testing some online programming and hopefully bringing some other people on board to make that happen for us, to help us um, spread the goodness, spread the message, and just it's so much bigger than us at this point. It's not the Jill and Mary show. It, it's girls mentorship. And we just happen to be hanging onto the rails of the crazy train, <laughs> trying to make decisions when we can about what the best direction for this mission is. So I would say we're looking at some major expansion come 2023. Uh, and holy cow, that's exciting. I, I wish you all the best with that. Your concepts, your ideas, your programs need to be everywhere. It's so needed right now. So I'm going to put all my intentions that that mission comes to fruition. And what, what would you guys see this wonderful world of us next chapter? What do you see it's coming? Um, say that again. What, what do we see? The world, the world's next oh, the, greatest chapter. The, the world's next greatest chapter? Oh my goodness. Well, you're talking to two very positive, optimistic people, and um, we we know that there's good people in the world who are going to do great things. So if 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 Jill and Mary were president of the world, <laughs> it would be it would be love and peace, and people just see each other as that as their most best, brightest, confident versions of themselves. And there's no, there's no friction. There's no tension, only good tension to help people grow. But, um, I mean, the world needs more resources to help people get better and get to a place of love and compassion and contentment and abundance. Um, and we know that it's possible, but it starts with us. So, that feels like a big question to say like, whoa, where do we see the world in the next chapter? Um, honestly, if everyone can own their peace in this world, I feel like that would be, that would leave us in a better place. It would leave our children in a better place and our children's children in a better place. So now you have to add to your mission to run for presidency. <laughs> I know. And would it be for the United States or like, are we thinking like <laughs> Mrs. Worldwide? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) People throwing a lot of flack your way. There, there would be a lot of skeletons that they would dig out of my (laughs) closet. I'll just go ahead and put that out there right now. It will be a girls mentorship up and running. Then we'll be like, okay, what other kind of, um, official office uh, shall we go for? I definitely see you as visionaries, the work that you're doing it's early. And that's probably why it's so that you guys are figuring it out. You're creating the template for other people. So I hope that you guys understand this is going to take time, but you guys have such an amazing vision that is going to come to life. And I hope that you guys get all the resources and support that you need for this. Where can my people find you? Where can they work with you? What's the best place for you guys, Haim? Um... I would say day-to-day activity is going to be on Instagram. We are 
you know, intermittently on TikTok where the cool kids hang out as well. Um, <laughs> where the young kids where, are. Where the youngins are. And then um, I'm biased because it is ours, but our website is pretty fantastic. So I would say um, anybody that's looking for more program information, whether it be our one-on-one program, our monthly workshops, or this beta program, online beta program that we're testing in a small group fashion, um, they can go check out our website, all of which are an ideation of girls mentorship spelled normal. There's no Y's, there's no Z's. It's um, girlsmentorship.com. We're girls mentorship on Instagram and we're girls mentorship on TikTok. Fantastic. And I'll put all the links on the show notes. Is there anything else that you would like to share with my audience before we go? Oh, honestly, I think I think the best um, the best piece of advice we can leave your audience with is just remember that you have the power to live the life that you want. So I want to leave your audience just em- empowered and inspired to look within to do the work on themselves first. It starts, they have to put the oxygen mask on first before they do it for anybody else. And that you deserve it. Like you deserve to do the work, to seek the happiness and and soak up all the goodness this world has to offer. So you can bring that to the generation that's coming after you and they can understand how important it is to do that for themselves as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And so lovely having you here. Thank you. We are so grateful. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And to everybody else, aloha, and I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.